0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Invasion by Story Archives, the only podcast to be officially banned by Apple Inc. themselves on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside
1: the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back.
0: If you're listening to this episode and you're have finally found it on the internet, on Spotify or wherever we haven't been banned yet by Apple, uh, just a little news update. I woke up on Monday morning. It was Monday morning. Yeah, Monday early morning. Monday morning, middle of the night. Uh, Apple and one of their uh, claimants or one of their representatives, copyright stroke without warning, every single one of our videos on YouTube pertaining. To pretty much any podcast we covered pertaining to an Apple show, mm-hmm. so mind you, there's no warning. There's no, uh, and we'll get to the show in a second, guys. But for all of you listening out there, the only if you're on Spotify, I don't know where else you're listening to this, but we just got the notice at uh, 2, two p.m. today that we're also banned from Apple Podcasts. Okay, uh, we get the notice middle of the night. They what, the way it works is the way these corporations work. Okay. And I have nothing against Apple. I'm wearing a damn Apple watch on my wrist. I have an iPhone on, on my table. I'm using a, a see Mac my right now. Okay. <laughs> the way they work is they hit you with these copyright strikes. They give you no warning because we've never gotten a copyright warning no. in our lives. The only copyrighted things we use, actually the only copyrighted thing we use is the five to 10 second intro you heard at the start of this. And um, in terms of like, I think that's okay. We're a commentary podcast. So under fair use, we should be allowed To use copyrighted material, as you see, channels out there like Pete Peppers and Think Story, they use footage, which no, I'm not throwing shade at at any of them. Uh, They are commentary podcasts, commentary channels. So, therefore, we are allowed to use the material to commentate and to break down TV shows. Okay. And they have much bigger audiences than we have on YouTube. Okay. So, they're completely struck down. We can't resolve them because they didn't give us any explanation as to why we were banned on YouTube. So you can't go into YouTube Studio because we are banned from YouTube Studio. Because if you get three strikes, they kick you out of there. Okay? And YouTube cannot step in to resolve. And then they take their sweet ass time to try to resolve it. We've gotten not a single email back from Apple. I've sent about 12 emails to the guy <laughs> uh, who, has, who was responsible for taking it down on behalf of Apple. And um, no resolution. Mind you, we haven't said a bad word about an Apple television show on this program in the last uh, year. We pretty much give them free marketing and give show recommendations out to our listeners yep. all the time to watch Apple TV shows. So literally, they just want to destroy our, uh, our, I guess, our SEO and our search rankings because what they've done is they're pretty much just banning us from all of their platforms. So YouTube's gone, Apple Podcasts has gone. Spotify's the only one that remains. Hopefully we don't get uh, banned from there. We are, you know, if we made a mistake, let us know what we did. But as far as we've always said, we're not going to use footage. We literally talked about it, I think, last week. I said, "Yep, you know, we've been wanting to use footage on the YouTube videos, but we're scared of getting copyright strike. And what happens? We don't use the footage and we get a copyright strike. Mind you, other channels that I mentioned earlier, they use the footage, okay, which they should be allowed to do because they're commentary as well. Yeah. But we're literally just breaking down episodes and talking about them. And we have now been banned on two our largest, actually our our most effective podcast platform we've been taken down from. So, you know, it sucks. If We will have some sort of plan of action if you guys want to help us try to get unterminated from these platforms because, like I said, we haven't used any copyrighted uh, material to our knowledge or it violated anything that we can think of. Um, and if you listen to the show, we know, you know we haven't done anything outside of the ordinary of an entertainment podcast. So, Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. If we have a plan of action, the moment we get some sort of email, we will hand it out in our show notes if you guys want to help us petition towards Apple to review manually what's going on because they clearly haven't uh, or they could at least take the time to let us know what occurred. So, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that would
1: be nice. Well said.
0: Anything else to add?
1: No, I think you about covered it. I just, I didn't realize how accurate your outro on our last episode was <laughs> until I woke up the next day.
0: Yeah. I mean, we just want to resolve. That's it. And it's, it's very difficult. You know, we're just like, we, I always say, we're an independently owned podcast production company. And when you're getting squashed by the biggest company in the world and their resolution system is not efficient at all, they're very quick to ban you, but they're not very quick to resolve the issue, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Not personal at all. It's not been a good experience, uh, but it is what it is. I'm. It doesn't. You know. It's a, another lesson learned, and you know, more of a reason why this is an issue for content creators of being banned without actual, without a, an actual human talking to you and telling you, "Hey, you did this. If you fix this, you'll be back on." Nothing. Yeah. Just crickets. I mean, so the
1: alternative to just like automatically banning somebody would literally just be. Communicate, notify what the problem is. Give give a time frame to have it resolved, and if it's not, then by all means, dude, whoever you are, go for it. Yeah.
0: Um, no. Instead, they, hit, the they hit us. They hit us about I think thirty or forty copyright strikes at once, which pretty much bans us and doesn't even give us an opportunity to see what the hell we did yep. or how to fix it. So yeah. Anyways, let's get into the episode.
1: Back into it. Let's go chasing ghosts.
0: Yeah, we are covering Invasion, Season 2, Episode 2, titled Chasing Ghosts. The ghost in question is Casper Morrow, who I got to say his storyline is saving Season 2 for me so far, because this episode, Mm. and by the way, Spotify added this feature where we get voice messages now on episodes, and I was listening to one from a listener out there. Um, I don't have it pulled up at the moment, but she was pretty much, I had to stop listening because I heard her message. Before I watched the episode, so I didn't want to get any spoilers. Ah, but shout out to you. um she was pretty much saying the acting was really bad in this episode in terms of I don't know if she meant it towards everyone, but I think she was specifically frustrated with trevante's sister, which to be honest, trevante's whole storyline of where we leave off with him last season, where he's in California with his wife, and then now he's in supposedly Miami, Florida, which by the way. The worst continuity, like the locations person on this episode did a horrible job because if we live in Florida, there are no mountains when you are leaving the state of Florida, whether you are leaving through the panhandle or whether you are leaving through the East Coast. And then also they're throwing a pool party, but then in the conversation he's having outside with his sister in the little patio, there's cold air coming out of their mouths (laughs) if you watch that scene. So as they're leaving Florida, it's a fake leaving Florida state sign. And he's got mountains on his left-hand side, mountains behind him, and mountains ahead of him. There's not a single hill in Florida big enough to portray one of those mountains.
1: No, there is not, so, especially not when you're leaving the state. There, there, There's still not, even at that point. I did listen to the note. Um, thank you, by the way, for sending that in. I I, I appreciate it. I didn't even know there was a feature until brand today. New. Um brand new. But yeah, no, I, I must say, and I'm not saying this because I'm salty with the situation going on right now, but- I agree. I I was genuinely disappointed with with this episode. I I think Casper's storyline or Jamila's storyline, for that matter, out of out of everything that's going on in this episode, is the more interesting of the two. But it just it wasn't all there. You know, it felt felt really much like a, a build up to what's going to come. But man, that that Trev line, that that Trevante storyline is really getting to me at the moment.
0: Yeah, complete coincidence on the fact that. Our our drama with Apple at the moment is coinciding with the with worst a terrible episode locations. of invasion ever. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I like Jamila's uh, storyline for the most part in this episode. It was just more Trevs. It, like it didn't make sense for me why he's in Florida unless they're gonna do something specific to Florida that makes sense over there with the water or something. with to do with the state? But, I don't think so. Um, but just the fact of bringing him to Florida and then t- sending him back to Oklahoma, it didn't make any sense to me. And then his sister. He's, he saves your drowning kid who yeah. drowned in literally a half second, um, which nobody else at the party was jumping in the pool. Like, Trevante <laughs> had to run across the entire yard. Everyone's just looking at the pool. This kid's drowning in there. Yeah. Uh, like, they're all, they're all adults. You can probably stand in the part of the pool this kid's drowning in. But yeah. um, I, I
1: literally wrote in my notes. I'm like, guys, come on, give watching. Trevante a break. Like, he just saved this kid. And you're going like, to oh, yeah, like, like, him a new like, one, really? I'm sorry.
0: I should have just left on there. My bad. And then she says at the end when she's kicking, she kicks him out of the house saying yeah. like, are, am I crazy? We're in the middle of an alien invasion. Yeah. One of the key things in this episode is that they're doing the, using the lower thirds as his current status safe. So they're indicating what areas of the world are safe and what areas are not because Jamila's in a safe area and then she goes and I mean, look, you can see the damn alien ship within view of the backyard of this home mm-hmm. that Trevante's looking up at. And she's like, Trev, you're fighting a war. That I don't know what war you're fighting, but it's not the same one my son lives in. <laughs> what? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. But your beautiful yard and pretend Coral Gables, wherever in California this was shot. Yeah. It, you got a giant alien mothership in your backyard. How about that? Yeah. I mean- Oh, you're running out of rations too, but let's
1: throw a party for 30 people. There, there really is so much about this that just rubs me wrong. I mean, the, the, I'm disappointed with the way that Trevante gets thrust back into everything, right? Like we just left off with you know, this nice happy moment at the end of season one with him and his wife. And, you know, here we are somewhere random with what feels just like a, a really lame shove off. He gets kicked out of the house um it was like he gets kicked out of the house because
0: they need to get him to oklahoma yeah
1: exactly but that's exactly my point like it was a very disappointing way for him to get pushed back into where Mm -hmm. truthfully where we wanted him to go but i don't like the way that he had to get there i really did not like that um and yeah i I agree with the point that you're making as well where you know they you're in you're living in a world where everybody has the common enemy they have the same enemy right now everybody is dealing with these aliens you've just been invaded and you're gonna make the statement they're like i don't know what war you're fighting like really <laughs> yeah, really
0: go look outside I <laughs> just I just go saw look some up. damn aliens are you Should, kidding me you saw the, the way we handled the way you COVID? look at like, the sky i see the way you look at the sky I'm, I'm i like do you do you not see the ship right there dude i'm i was listening to um an interview with peter berg today on, on rogan and he was talking about like ai and whatnot mm-hmm. and like how the next war will be with AI drones. And I'm thinking to myself, humans can't handle that kind of power. Mind you, like the mess that we made with the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. If ali- I was just watching, thinking of this the whole time while Jamila's wandering through London. There's no raiders in the street. There's nothing, there's nothing stopping her. I'm thinking... Yes. Humans in this situation with aliens everywhere, the world will go to shit so fast. Oh my gosh. It would be beyond measure... Like, the, the factions that would occur. There would be... Uh, I don't know what's going on. Trevante's sister, she's in the camp with Glaywin from Foundation, head up her butt. Yeah. I,
1: I I also, you know, since you brought it up, I had also written in my notes on Jamila's storyline. And like, look I think hers was the better out of the two, but I still don't yes. think it was great. Yeah. And I, I literally wrote, I'm like, you know, while she's making her way to the hospital, it, first of all, it reminded me a lot of The Last of Us. And then I, And then I wrote... But I'm surprised there are not groups of bad
0: people or gangs out and about. Perhaps we'll run into more later. And we never do. Yeah, I think, I think Trev's storyline is only up from here, to be honest. I hope but so. <laughs> I just thought that this was the starting point to get him there. I, you know what it is, is that obviously him and his wife broke up off screen again. So, this guy went across the world to get back to his wife. I mean, dude, at, at a certain point, if she don't want you there, just leave. You know, I mean, you just went from Afghanistan, okay? Mm-hmm. This guy didn't come from, you know, he didn't go from San Diego to LA. Yeah. You know, he went from Afghanistan to the UK to, I don't know where else he went, from the UK all the way to the States, surviving alien attack after alien attack. His whole platoon is dead. Yep. The least he can come home to is an under a wife who's like, although she has her own drama towards him. I don't know, aliens invaded. Why don't we put a little bit of that stuff behind us like Anisha and kind of move forward here? But, you know, I'm judging her off screen, but that's two, two people in his life who have kicked him out, right? Or at least we assume that she doesn't want to talk to him, right? Because she's now with her parents in Pensacola.
1: That's which, what his sister said, yeah.
0: Yeah. And now his sister, the loving sister, kicks him out of the house too. But, you know, she is a plot device to get him to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. By the way, the computer lab he uses in this, because the key thing in this episode is that he has a notebook of Casper's drawings. Yeah. And he's using them because him and Jamila are the only two people on earth who have this conviction about Casper's powers. Maybe the WDC does have these convictions as well, the World Defense Coalition that we're introduced to last episode, uh, because they moved Casper from the morgue or the morgue in Britain Mm -hmm. to Paris. So they got to know something's different about this kid. Yeah,
1: I would imagine so. I don't know how much they would know or really how they would know. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean we 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 know his body is not where we left it.
0: And we do know that well well now we know that Trev's going to be connected to the um story with Sam Neill's character, the sheriff in Oklahoma because Casper seems to be the the connecting fabric, right? He's like the the ligament connecting each of these four different characters together. Now, we don't know how he's going to tie Anisha into this because we haven't seen that, but he's now tied in Trev. He's tied in Sam Neil's character, who I'm blanking on his name if you can look that up when you get a chance. And um Mitsuki because he was m- he was murmuring the name Mitsuki um while he was in his half stroke not stroke, half seizure mode, which by the way Mitsuki's fine as life, so I can see why he would be saying her name but um, <laughs> yeah I'm still interested to see how like I don't think that these are going to be characters who don't intersect at some point again right I think these yeah. are going to be four characters who do intersect in some major way we already see how Trev is connected to Casper but at this point I'm kind of just hoping for Trev to move on from his wife and just start a new life here buddy
1: yeah I'm, I'm not really interested in, in seeing the happy Happily ever after with him getting back to, to his wife we have, yet again. We have no emotional
0: once. connection with her. No. We have no emotional connection to her.
1: And and the little bit that we do is I mean, I'm not I'm not her number one fan. Yeah. Samuel's character is Sheriff Jim Bell Tyson, by the way.
0: Jim Bell. Jim Bell Tyson. Woo! Great name. Well, we don't know if he's alive. When they said Sheriff in this episode, when they arrest Trev at the end, when he's breaks into the lab and sees the um, alien spore bacteria particles in the lab. Mm-hmm. They arrest him and they say, Sheriff, put him away. And I was hoping it would be Sam Neill, Jim Bell. Yeah. Uh, but nope, still a mystery as to what happened to Jim Bell. Would have been nice. I, uh, I, I wrote down
1: after I, I had seen that bit in the episode, I was thinking, I'm like, man, how are they going to, how are they going to hook me on on on? you know at the end of this episode and you know make me want to watch the next one and i was expecting to like get like a little snippet of uh jim bell just like waking up in this foreign land like where am i what's going on trying to find his way out or something mm-hmm. uh but i didn't get that i just got a really what felt like a, a poorly done uh cut short drive off into the distance that just i felt like we were cutting to commercial and then the credits rolled and i was like oh uh,
0: that's oh, the end of the episode yeah i mean this the first two episodes haven't really they've been slow in terms of the first one was much better than this in terms of action occurring yeah i think it was i mean i think it was
1: very interesting that the first episode it had a hook at the end you you got to see casp is alive which we kind of knew he was you know you got this very interesting uh you know uh, uh, conversation whatever you want to call it uh interaction with the alien and mitsuki so like there was a lot more interest in that episode
0: for me Um, i'm actually not sure how i'm feeling about this whole showing only two people an episode thing um i i guess because their timelines are moving like in a linear fashion they're all moving kind of at the same timing mm-hmm. it's kind of tough if if they're they don't want to move things out of order but i would have liked to have seen a little bit of mitsuki's story today or anisha's story just a little bit i feel like you could have fit them in there yeah um there, like there really wasn't that much that occurred with jamila and uh and trevante which by the way let's talk about jamila a little bit let's do it uh she's getting these dreams that have been recurring she sees a red moon over london so she is having like these prophetic type dreams and she feels like Casper's calling out to her in the dreams. Um, she's having a rough time. She doesn't really believe that Casper's dead. She's wholeheartedly convicted in his powers because she saw them in the way he stopped the alien, but it did happen at the same time as the nuke. So other people don't believe her. And to be honest, you can kind of understand why she does sound a little bit crazy yeah. when you think about this, but aliens just invaded. So crazier things have happened. um, but why would the one kid be the answer to saving? You know what I mean? That's a little bit.
1: Well, it's like love much. saves everything, right? Yeah. L- yeah that, just, was, that was just what I said the last time, right? Yeah, it is. The one nuke, it's the one ship that, you know, actually makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, exactly.
0: These kids deciding to run away from their families in the middle of an alien invasion. Yeah.
1: I'm glad you, you, you took notice to that too. I was also wondering like, you know, Jamila, what did you think was going to happen? If, if you, you, did you these dig kids... off and you run to find your friends and you're like, ah, Casper's alive, I'm going to
0: I'm, I'm continue running away to go find him. Well, she goes to, all right, she goes to find Casper. She gets chased by these cops, okay? We'll talk about that cop situation right now, actually. Great. She runs into a section with alien spores. Yes. Touches the alien spores on the gate. Then they leave her a mask, and they put the mask- On the alien spores? On the alien spores. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We, at this point, have no idea what these alien spores do to people other than make the air toxic when the military burns them. Because she does have that conversation with the gentleman who was stealing food because he had to evacuate his part of uh, Britain. Yeah. Now, she leaves there. She goes to, to Casper. I'm not entirely certain how she just knew the next thing to do was t- would be to go to this giant refugee camp, but she does. She stumbles in this crowd of probably over 100,000 people. She stumbles upon Darwin and the other kid who I do not know his name. Do you know this kid's name? I don't. I didn't catch either of them, honestly. Okay. Well, these are Casper's friends from season one. Alfie. Are their parents dead? I don't think so. I think they're all
1: here. Like I feel like they're with their parents, or at the very least, with somebody they know in this camp.
0: I I just don't understand the logic of running. Like in this world, when you run away, there's no guarantee that you're ever finding your family again. Yeah, there's no cell phones in this world. There's none of that. At least I don't think there is. I, I didn't see a single cell phone in this episode. I mean, we know we
1: know the landlines started working again over in London at the end of last season. Though I don't really know. Like, I mean, look, even if occasionally they worked, I would not rely on on them, or I would not be confident that they would always work. Dude, Trev is in Miami,
0: and he's in a computer lab.
1: Yeah, because the internet's not working anywhere else.
0: So the internet doesn't work. There's no guarantee you're ever finding your family again. Yeah. These kids are very well adjusted for an alien invaded world.
1: Yeah, a, a lot of the characters in this uh in this episode, specifically to me, they like they just feel so oblivious to what's going on. The stakes don't
0: on. the stakes don't feel like they're grounded yeah, in reality. They, they're so like
1: happy go lucky on, on, on you know in certain yeah. areas. And I'm just like like there should be people out there trying to murder you. Like you should you should be like a lot more scared than you are. But they're you know, not. I
0: feel you saw Dunkirk, I did. Like the Germans, they would drop flyers from the planes yep. to uh, say you're surrounded. Uh, that's what those flyers kind of reminded me of with the evacuation. Like you need to evacuate this area because this area is not safe. Mm-hmm. That sort of is what it reminded me of a little bit when she, they're getting the papers from from the sky. Yeah,
1: yeah, it reminded me of uh, some some old movies as well. Just seeing the leaflets fly down.
0: Yeah. I'm taking it all back about Trevante and everybody's storylines moving linear because it would take about two days to get to Oklahoma um, to drive. Like, there's no way Trev is driving straight through to Oklahoma. You're just not. And you, if you are, you are so ragged. Like mm-hmm. We drove to – we've driven to Texas in, in a straight shot, and it, it's brutal. It's 22 hours. So, Oklahoma's even further. Uh, mm-mm. Yeah. No way.
1: Yeah, you're, you're, you're tired after 12 hours of driving. I've i driven 23 hours straight once in my life yeah. to Pennsylvania, and I crashed for a long time after that.
0: Yeah, you feel like absolute garbage. It's not worth it. No. Um, always worth it to just stop at a hotel because you, you, you do lose, like the whole next day is done. Maybe two days is completely done when you lose that much sleep. Absolutely. Um, he does get to Idabel, Oklahoma, which is – a very strange setup occurring. The military has kind of camped out in this town. I'm, I'm assuming because of the um, heavy UFO activity <laughs> that we were privy to in episode one of season one, where we never saw Ida Bell, Oklahoma again after that. Yep. Um, so it's still a lot of mystery of what's occurring here and how he's going to get out of jail. Yeah, he's locked uh, up right now. But he is one of the more interesting characters on this show. Everyone in the show is interesting. It's just I wasn't a fan of him being in Florida and then just going back to Oklahoma. I would have just preferred uh, some other. I gotta think about it more, but I'm not digging the way they sent him to Oklahoma.
1: That that's that's my whole gripe with this. It's it's the story. Bits that we're getting, getting the way that he gets they're, shipped off to this.
0: They're never going to unban yeah. us. They're never going to unban us from YouTube and Apple Podcast the way we're talking about this episode. They're just not. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I should can't. Should we be I can't singing lie. their praises right now? Do you think, like, should we be singing? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm
1: sure they would love it, but I, I don't think that's why people listen to
0: us. <laughs> don't bring them back. Don't bring <laughs> them back, Tim. They've been talking shit this whole episode. They said it wasn't Miami. Can you believe it? It was one hill these guys
1: mm. like i've driven out of Sorry, florida dude. and into florida
0: many times ain't no hill <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no mountains no there's none of that i don't know what part of. maybe it's a new florida uh maybe it, the aliens maybe, have, maybe they expand maybe yeah. the aliens have reshaped the geography of my home state i mean they um, are transforming
1: the world why not change the, yeah. the way florida looks uh,
0: yeah 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 all right jamila they do uh well, why is the reasonable thing to break into Monty's house here? Like, uh, because did he they ever rich. say that they were, but did they say they were going to Monty's at any point in this episode or did they just go there? I think they just, I, I don't think they ever let us
1: on to where they were going. Um, they just kind of went here. And then we found I, out I, that it was Monty's. I was like, oh shoot, it's it's Monty's house.
0: Nice house. What a, what a coincidence. I actually love the Monty and his little sister dynamic. It's probably my favorite part of this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm really rooting against any sort of Monty, Jamila, Casper love triangle. Yeah. But Monty is one of the more complex characters. Casper's two friends are kind of... These kids don't understand that they're in an alien invasion.
1: No, they're they're much like the rest of the world at this point. (laughs) Yeah,
0: pretty much everybody. Yeah. Well, they meet up with Monty. He, his situation makes sense to leave the house. Yes. Okay that makes sense. The other two, nobody's leaving their parents in that refugee camp to go to Paris, to go save their friend who these two are not even convinced that he's alive. Yeah. But I love it. I'm all here for it. It's my favorite storyline. It is the very Goonies-like kid adventure that I love in a show. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, make it more real. Make them get lost from their parents or something. Or, you know, I don't know, kill off those guys' parents. (laughs) But I don't know, something that makes me believe that they're not just... Leaving safety to yeah. go to, I I need to see the ru, the world's in more ruin. I need to see that there's raiders out there. But then again, the aliens didn't really do that much physical damage yet. If you think I, about it,
1: I mean they've they, they've polluted all, about a quarter of the earth to uh, to 30%. to a point where okay it's inhabitable, yes. right? Like and and there there are swarms of these aliens that are. There has been a lot of damage. I mean, okay, can, well, you, can you what I'm imagine one of these running around in, uh, in Fort Lauderdale or somewhere just killing a bunch of people? People would start What I'm trying
0: up. to say is that the military is intact. Yeah. Like, society is still stable enough to have a world defense coalition. Like, the, the countries are still communicating with each other. It hasn't all gone to hell yet. They're doing patrols. Like They're, they're forming perimeters. They're doing their thing. The aliens are kind of just taking a little siesta right now. Uh, they're taking it easy before, I'm assuming, they start popping off and going crazy again. Yeah. Uh, which I'm assuming that's when this season is going to get crazy, is when they're like, oh, snap, the aliens aren't dead. Uh, they're more than alive right now. Yeah, so, absolutely. I'm assuming that's when things start going crazy. But, all right, we've been introduced to all four of our characters now. We've got Trev. We got Mitsuki, we have Anisha, and we have Casper. This, let's call this Casper storyline. Yeah. Right? This is all for Casper. None of this, you know, as Conor McGregor we, once we, said.
1: We like Oh, go for it.
0: I'm rocking Gucci Mink. Actually, I forgot how it goes. <laughs> and this whole ship sink. Yeah, that's what it was, something like that. Uh, that's it. how Casper's running the show right now. He's running Travante and Jamila's storylines. And I'm sure he's gonna be integral, integral to uh Mitsuki's storyline at some point. And maybe him and Luke will hit it off because they are the only two kids we've met so far with some sort of connective power and connection to these aliens.
1: Maybe that's how how uh Anisha's storyline kind of gets tied into Casper's. That would be the it's the it is the one that hasn't really had anything to do with Casper just yet. I mean, again, <laughs> we did <Casper's->
0: see <laughs> Casper's gonna be the black hole that devours all plot holes in this show. <laughs> they're just in any there's a plot hole, they're gonna give him like an alien seizure, and he's gonna s- spout something out, you know, like <laughs> Luke. Something. <laughs> Why not? Um, mind you, he's my favorite character. I was watching this one with my mom. I was like, he's my favorite character in the show. Oh, the Casper. Everything. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. He's like such a. The casting on this show, first and foremost, excellent for the four characters. So, anything that, any gripes or things that we're just kind of poking fun at in this episode. I love all the casting. Like, I, I love Jamila, Monty, Trev, uh, Anisha. Even Luke, when he's annoying, he's a good casting. Um, Ahmed, somewhere, <laughs> if he's alive. Uh, he was good at being hateable. Yep. Um, Mitsuki's great. She's like mysterious, but at the same time, like the kind of prodigy type, you know, which is interesting. Her friend, uh, what's his name? Kaito?
1: I think so. Kaito? That sounds Um,
0: the The evil, you know, billionaire Kapoor. Like everyone, I think the casting's on point. I just want to see the season open up a bit more. I want to see the reconnection with Casper. I want to know what the heck that was going on with the alien and Mitsuki. I got to see what happened to Jim Bell. So I think... If my prediction goes, if I had to make a prediction, I mean, it's late. Sorry, guys, we're recording pretty late here. Um, I think that this series, this season's going to open up around four or five, and it's going to just be a roller coaster after that. But this is episode two, so I'm assuming another setup episode next week. Maybe two more. We're going to have to have two more, and then five. It's going to be like an alien sends a missile and blows up something, <laughs> and it's just like, oh.
1: Yeah, I definitely think we're going to get two more setup episodes. We're going to have to have another one with Mitsuki uh, and Anisha. One more with uh, Jamila finally finding Casp and, well, Trevante doing Trevante's thing. Um, And then I I agree. I I think at some point we're going to have to pivot into into a a more large scale sort of war um, to kind of add a lot of interest.
0: Yeah, yeah perfect. All right. Let's get this thing wrapped. Awesome.
1: Yeah, why not? Um you want you want to go into our our typical
0: uh questions at the end of this. Yeah, yeah man. That's your. Let's section. do it. Let's uh take take my hands off the wheel. All
1: right. All right. Let's let's cover the favorite character of the episode.
0: Characters for me, and I'm going to say it's a trio between jamila monty and monty's little sister
1: okay i was gonna go with uh with monty i liked i liked seeing him seeing him in this um again it was nice to kind of get his little uh appearance
0: how about Mm -hmm.
1: favorite scene
0: favorite scene was probably all the kids together like the kind of the meeting up and like Monty coming into the garage. Like, I love the kids' reaction to all the the, the hot rods in the car mm-hmm. and uh, in the garage. I thought that was great. Um, the just that that bit about it, you know, I liked seeing Jamila's home life and what it turned into. Like, the mother's taking care of like all these all these people, you know, yeah. Um, that that was great. I didn't really care for Trev's uh entire episode here. Um, I didn't like the. The whole Miami bit, the fake Miami bit, and then, you know, <laughs> I, I'm actually, the best thing about it was I like that he's deciphering Casper's drawings. I think that's a really cool element to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that he's in Oklahoma. I just didn't like the before stuff and the redundant issues with his wife. Again. If if alien, if aliens invading couldn't help you squash whatever beef you have, then ain't nothing doing it.
1: Exactly. My, my, my point earlier, Anisha... Look at them, Anisha and Ahmed. They they they, they, got, they got through it. I mean, it, he Anisha, might he might be Anisha, dead, Anisha, but
0: Anisha's a great a great wife though. Like she's a great wife. Yeah, she is. We don't even know Liara. We have no emotional connection to Liara yet. All we know is that Trev battled across the world to get back to LA, Delusion. and now he's been kicked out of his house, kicked out of his sister's house. Like he, we need a we need Trev to have a up moment, man. This guy's just been going through. Down after down after down in these last two seasons.
1: Yeah, uh, last last two seasons. Oh, this one and the last one. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I d- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna answer mine. So finish your thought.
0: I, I, you know, I'm okay with the whole theme being, you know, he's a soldier, he's meant to go fight. But it would be great to see a little bit more support. You know, hey, go fight. You know, not I'm kicking you out. Mm -hmm. So, go find whatever you're looking for. It's not like this guy wants this situation thrust on him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you would hope that you get at least understanding from your family of all. A little bit. Anyways, shout out to Trev. Rough, rough first episode (sighs) for Trev. Starts off uh, in the doghouse with his wife, then kicked out by his sister after saving her kid. And then ends up in the actual doghouse in Idabel, Oklahoma
1: <laughs> back to my favorite scene i I did like the whole meet up between all of the kids i th- I think it was right. probably around the time where Penny was trying to convince monty to to go on this journey with them to Paris. Yes, yeah, so I did like that.
0: Stop being a wanker.
1: Yeah. I liked that a lot. How about that favorite line? I got I got one thing in this episode that made me chuckle. I I kinda I kinda liked it oh, every I, time. I
0: liked I like Jamila's little slang. What did she what did she say? I think she said like um uh, shit brain stupid or something like that. Yeah. Something, stupid, something, <laughs> something like that. Like that. Yeah. That, that was great. That was actually my favorite <laughs> little bit there.
1: I liked um she had she had one line in her note that she wrote. This is not my favorite um, line, but she, she had said this Jedi shit might be the only yeah. <laughs> thing that can yeah. save the planet. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But the line that I liked a lot was from Alfie to Monty where he was saying, have you not seen Fast and Furious or played GTA? Yes, it's not that okay, hard. So,
0: Millions of idiots drive yes, every day. That, <laughs> that was definitely the best line of the episode. Absolutely. Alfie is that kid's name then. Okay, so it's Alfie and Darwin. Yeah. was the other kid's name. All right. Let's wrap up this episode. We hope you all enjoyed it. Season two, episode two. We hope you were able to listen to this episode. I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of emails saying, hey, where's your podcast? Well, you could gladly email Apple or the copyright team at YouTube or the copyright team at Apple and their representative who terminated us from YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And hopefully we were able to get that resolved. But Stay tuned for our foundation podcast as we get our ducks in a row and try to figure out what is the next step in our resolution process. You never know. Maybe we'll make some new merch that says Banned by Apple. Why not? So uh, Banned by Apple, Story Archives. It's, you know, Maybe that'll be the name of our podcast. It'll be Invasion, Banned by Apple, Story Archives. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or story archives banned by Apple, or something like that. But, you know, and then we can always reverse it. But we'll always have that, you know, medal of honor of having been banned by yeah, them. It's like a rite as of we, passage. As we rave and review their shows <laughs> for them <laughs> on our setups, com- on our complete Mac setups. Yeah, we're absolute. <laughs> what an absolute clown show on their part. I what know. an absolute clown show. I want a written apology. I know. And some. And I want some Apple TV Plus merch. I just spent but, um, some
1: money on, on, on their products.
0: I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not even like... It's it's more annoying than anything, but it's kind of humorous I at laugh. the same time. I so. laugh. I, I agree. But anyways, hopefully it gets resolved. If any of you want to um, join us in our petition, we'll keep you posted. Uh, we don't have any next steps for you at this moment. We barely have next steps ourselves. It's our first time going through this. Like what you said, we've never gotten any sort of warning about anything like this in the past. And we hope you're not tired of both of us rambling about this issue on this pod, but we hope you'll understand. And if you don't, have a little more empathy. Anyways, (laughs) Zach, let's log off.
1: Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Invasion by Story Archives. You can find this podcast almost anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, and that's about it. You can visit our website at Soapbox.House. Email us at contact at Soapbox.House. And we'll see you at some point in, uh, in the next one.
0: Yeah, you're only watching this video on Spotify uh, if you look around YouTube. Gotta love it.
1: Have a good one.
0: Next time.